This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You begin making plans to return to Nanept. Mom, Dad, it's so good to see you. The world is still in need of Asludius the Great. I don't want to leave, but I'm afraid we must. Your mother's already about to break down in tears. Until we meet again. You advance to level eight. Hey! Hey, All right! Sweet! You do find that you've received a response from Myrny. The cult has narrowed down the scepter's location, and are focusing all available hands to recover it. Oh, no. I think we go for the jugular, and I think we try to hit the throne. Why go for the throne when we could go for the scepter? We do exactly what they did to us. We wait until they find the scepter, then we attack them. It would take you three weeks or so to get back, assuming you take the same route. Then we're going back that direction and potentially fighting a dragon. We need money. It's time, Aslo. It's mm-hmm. time to become <laughs> Aslodius the Great. We travel. We fast travel to Sulchea immediately. We're in Solche. What happens next? <laughs> uh, while you're in Tiver, a courier comes up to Aslo to deliver a little letter. And opening it, you see that you have received a writ of absolution, which ah. you can use to show anyone who's trying to kill you for reward money and say that you're absolved. Nice. Oh, oh awesome. Cool. <laughs> I immediately frame it. You've got to hire Golden and Zestum when they inevitably find us again. They're like, here you go, guys. We're absolved. Now you can join us. That's a good idea. Or we can hire them to hunt Felmandar because Felmandar is the new oh. bounty. Ah, that's true. Dude, yeah, before we leave, we get a wanted poster for Felmandar <laughs> and like with all the information for him. So if we ever run into Gul'dan and Zestim again, we can show them the new bounty. Perfect. All right, you can do that. Nailed it. Awesome. I have that framed, too. <laughs> Here's a a framed wanted poster. (laughs) We got to make sure those two items end up on our character sheets. Yes. That's true. We do. Someone should write that down. All right. I'll I'll write down the wanted poster. Okay. And we get to keep it as a souvenir anyway. Like every time something frustrating happens, we can get out the wanted poster of Felmandar (laughs) and just (laughs) yell at him. (laughs) Felmandar! Shout in his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like we can, we (laughs) we don't have to conjure him in, in our minds anymore. We can just have the poster. Yep. Got it. So if you head off now and don't bother looking for a caravan to take you, then the return trip to Sulchea should take you approximately 17 days. Ooh, 17 days. Wow. Dang. I didn't realize it had been that long. Making it a grand total of 60 days, give or take. Not sure exactly how long you spent training or in jail, but about 60 days since you were last there. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Return trip. Yeah. There's a reasonable chance that it's just all ashes. Yeah, just a, p- a pile of ash in the and rubble in the wilderness. But do we want to take the chance that maybe there's a shuckle to be made and some people to be saved? Let's not forget that. And some souls to absorb. That's true. Well, one soul. And some dragon heads to wear on our heads. <laughs> and uh, maybe we could try to harvest the carcass, any useful parts. That's just, we're, we're, we're getting, what is it? Don't, uh... We're counting the eggs before they've hatched. Right. Count the dragon eggs. Putting the horse before the cart. I mean, putting yeah. the cart before the horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's travel. How about to Solche? Sounds good. I wonder if Mortimer the Crow will be there, perched on the pile of ash. Remember that guy, the Crow? <laughs> oh, yeah. From way back. From way back in the day. Oh, yeah, our Crow friend. Yeah. I don't have Speak With Animal anymore, though, so. All right, yeah, let's head on. So on your trip from Sulchea, you previously encountered the bandits and then were ambushed by the cult, but didn't encounter any dangerous wildlife, at least nothing that you fought. Right. So you're feeling a little bit more confident and able to go on your own, you think? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we could also just make a gold piece per day for 17 days. Uh, well, there's not going to be any caravan heading there right now. I mean, they space them out. Fair enough. All right, let's just go. All right, so you head off back up north, and the days are passing, winter slowly turns to spring. Ah, that's nice. Sweet. It's still chilly, but the snow has all melted away, and you see a few flowers here and there starting to spring up, Mm. and you actually manage to pass through 
Several towns uneventfully. Go us. You pass by your familiar battle sites. You can see a few of the wagons that you left destroyed at the side of the road or from your bandit combat. Nice. We're going to put a um, AAA team plaque on those wagons, right? You were planning to do that, right, Asla? Yeah, I already did. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I was looking at it from the wrong side. I walked yeah, around yeah, it's to over the here. other side. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, I also had plaques uh, erected at our two battle sites as well. Okay, awesome. You should just carve A-A-A into the side of the wagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks like the anarchy symbol, except it's like an oval because there's three A's instead of one. <laughs> So it looks like the AAA logo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, do you ever think about how the AAA logo looks like the anarchy symbol, but just with two extra A's in it? <laughs> Miraculously, you make it all the way back to Solchea without encountering anything that tries to eat you. Yes. Sweet. I mean, it's a good sign if we made it to Solchea. That means there's a Solchea to get to. Right. Only to wander directly into the jaws of something that wants to eat us. <laughs> when you arrive, you can see that most of the cattle that these people have purchased has disappeared. No, disappearing cattle. It's worse than I feared. <laughs> so they're starting to run low on supplies. But you do also note that there are a number of adventurers in town. Oh, all right. Little friendly competition. You run into maybe two or three groups at a tavern. They don't seem moderately experienced, but you're not sure if they would be stronger or weaker than yourselves. At least not at mm. first glance. Sounds like some of them are at least at one table. You can overhear them discussing their plan on taking on the dragon. Okay. Huh. Yep. Figured. All right, guys. Here we go. Ready? And I push the other adventurers onto the ground, and then we make a run for it to beat them to the cave. Do <laughs> <laughs> we want to try to talk to the mayor at all, or do we not think we have time? It's not that we don't have time. It's just that, um, I mean, we could tell him, like, hey, we're here, and we're just, we, we change, or, well, actually, no, we do need to, because we need to ask him what happened with the king. Yeah, we need to ask her. Belvera. Belvera. We go to see Belvera. And we're, we act all offended. We're like, what is the meaning of this? What's all these other adventurers doing here? Didn't you know we would change our minds and come back? Good heroes <laughs> always change their minds and come back. Haven't you ever seen Star Wars? Look at Han Solo. He changed his <laughs> mind and came back. Yeah, and that's where some really important character development happens. Yeah, you didn't leave us the opportunity to have good character development. How could you? <laughs> you jerk. It's been two months. <laughs> where have you been? I'm only kidding, Belvera. I give her a big hug and lift her up off her feet. I'm so happy that you found help. Yeah, how did the plan work out? Like, the dragon's been eating just fine? We purchased as much cattle as we could from the surrounding towns, and the dragon has been so far satisfied with that. We also requested aid from the king, and in response, he posted some reward and sent several adventuring parties here. Awesome. Well, he didn't send the adventurers, but the reward prompted them to come here. Okay, yeah. And that seems to be the extent of his aid. He's too busy dealing with other matters. His, his army's not equipped to handle a dragon. Matters more important than a dragon? It's much easier and safer for the country to send a handful of adventurers after something like this rather than losing hundreds of soldiers. Whole army. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You ever heard of that guy Dog the Bounty Hunter? I mean, same concept, right? You don't have to expend your own resources. You just put up some money and let the other people handle it. I mean, that sounds like a pretty smart king to me. Yeah. Belvera, what was the reward, by the way? And, like, how do we need to return the remains of the dragon? <laughs> Any adventurers that return to the king with the dragon's head will be rewarded. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew this head was going to come into play. <laughs> how far away is the king from here? Back at the capital, right? Yes, the king's at the capital, and the capital is... Still a week or two away? Yeah, probably close to a week. In the opposite direction, in the way we yes. came, in the way that we're... Oh, uh, okay. The opposite direction. I was thinking, I was assuming it was the capital that we teleported to originally. That's a different country. Different country. Okay, got it. Is their capital equipped with a teleportation station? <laughs> to your knowledge, there is only one on this continent that links all the way back. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So wait, the capital is in the direction that we are headed to get back no the capital is south southwest and we're heading north so you'd have to head a week in the opposite direction and then a week back mm. oh i see okay well 
Let's, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's see if this dragon has any treasure first. Here's what we could do, Aslo. This would be really great, is, um, we kill the dragon, give its head to Belvera, and we say, uh, when a couple of halflings named Milo and Millie come to town, uh, <laughs> give this head to them and have them take it to the king. <laughs> I mean, there's your parents' retirement plan right there. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> Guys, I'm remembering other details from when we were here last. Wasn't there something like a horde that we got informed about after Jay did that really awesome rescue of that one guy. You mean Shaba? Uh, yes, Shaba. A horde of what? Yeah, there was like a chest that we decided to forego. There was something. Oh, there were like some barrels and chests and stuff, but I think they just had food and stuff. Yeah, there was something more. No, the chest of treasure we we brought out with us, we hid initially from the people that were with us, because then we wanted to bring it back and gather it together. Oh, okay. Well, then why do we keep thinking that there's more treasure? That was maybe the horde. I don't think so, because it was on shore. The dragons like to like roll in their treasure and sleep on it. And okay, stuff. so you think once we kill the dragon, we're going to have to dredge up some treasure from the bottom of the... Basically. That's a good point. Yeah, how are we going to get that? How are we going to do that? I mean, we have a potion of water breathing and other stuff. Wasn't the mayor going to give you a pendant of some kind to help? Yes, the mayor had oh, yeah. her own water. I think we also talked about like hiring the town to dredge up the... Reward. Yeah, we we were taught, we were likening it to the like a bunch of poor gold miners like carrying huge <laughs> sacks of money and being paid like a <laughs> copper piece a day for carrying it all. <laughs> some of them would probably pocket some of the reward without us knowing. But anyway, um, yeah, can we get our hands on that necklace, or did you already give it away to one of the other groups? <laughs> That's why when you watch like Narcos, all the people who are producing the cocaine are just like in their underwear because like they don't trust them not to steal some of it. So they they have <laughs> they don't let people wear clothes <laughs> while they while they're <laughs> cutting it or whatever they do. So you're gonna send people down into the caves in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pocketing any gold. It's all ours. She still has the amulet. None of the other adventurers have come up to request it or anything. Oh, that's a big edge. Uh, we would like to reserve the amulet for our session with the dragon. <laughs> We'd like to borrow it, please. That would be great. Yeah, we Devskis want that one. What is it, an amulet of water breathing? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so we have an amulet of water breathing, a poche of water breathing, and a ring of water ring walking. ring of water walking. Okay. Nice. All right, so... That's that's definitely good. I think the the two things of water breathing will be good for dredging up the treasure afterwards, but I still think uh, it's extremely to our advantage to not have this battle in the water. Uh, I don't know that the dragon can breathe whatever it breathes effectively if it's underwater. I think it's going to have to come up to fight us. Even better. Because, I'm yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, not only are we swimming, which we're not adapted to, and it is, but then we're trying to shoot arrows and swing swords underwater, which doesn't really work. Yeah, underwater fighting is very right. difficult, I agree. Super not good for us. <laughs> it's too bad we don't have a way to identify whether the cave has a source and an outlet, um, so that we could maybe like open up the outlet a little more and... Uh, drain it a little bit. That's one idea. Another thing that you had mentioned before, Jay, which I thought was very clever when we were thinking about engaging the dragon the first time, was removing the food source. Yes. We remove the food source and get ready to fight the dragon at the exit or the entrance, which is both, right? There's only one way in, one way out. Right. So we do the opposite of what we've just done. We pull all of its nutrition, all of its nourishment, and then we wait for it to come out hungry because it doesn't have trolls anymore to bring it food. The villagers are now supplying the food and we just wait for it to get hungry. Not only that, this would be a way for us to maybe team up with some of the braver, stronger adventurers that have come to the town. Like, it only matters who lives through that fight slash gets the kill, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To the victor go the spoils. Right. I mean, like, they might, like, the thing of it is, if they're, as Thane was describing, only intermediate-ish level adventurers, you know, they might turn tail, but uh, I'm saying we don't need to rely on them. We don't have to include them in this plan. I think we just enact the plan, and if they happen to yeah. join the fight, I don't think they'll be inclined to stab us in the back, is what I'm getting at. 
Yeah, so, like, what are all the other adventurers doing? Like, if we go to a tavern, are they all, like, standing around maps arguing with each other? Or, like, why are they all here but not actually fighting the dragon yet? It's taken a while for them to assemble, and most of them have only been in town for a couple of days, so they're just kind of resting from their trip and making plans and okay, right. figuring out the lay of the land and everything. Why don't we relay our plan to pull the food stores with Belvera, like let her in on that plan and let her know that that food's going to go back to the town. Okay, we do that. I don't know that I'm comfortable with drawing the dragon's ire on the town. If we stop feeding it, there's a good chance that it'll just emerge from the cave and kill everyone. Well, when it emerges from the cave, we'll be waiting for it. That's the idea, right? We kill it before we engage it in combat before it even reaches the town, before it gets close. Do you even know where it will come out? And if it does reach the town, you have dozens of adventurers waiting to fight it now. To feed it. I mean to fight it. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're overcomplicating this. We have some really awesome magical items that might last long enough to be relevant here. What if we web the entrance of the cave? Then it can't come out? No, no. Like, in other words, like, let's say we're sleeping because we're going to be resting, right? We're going to be we're, we're going to be wait ready and waiting. But let me see how long web lasts. Well, what's your what's your point there? Yeah, what's your point? I mean, we can use the wand of web during the combat, sure. But like, the point is still to not fight it in the water. Yeah, I'm just merely saying her point is fair. If we remove the food source and we're not ready to engage, and like we can't. I mean, I guess we could try to do a 24-hour watch. It just would suck for the dragon to emerge when, like, we're partially on sleep mode, right? Like, we, 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 do, we do our watch in rounds, but that doesn't mean we don't have to mechanically wake up as players, right? Of course, yeah. So I'm just running the worst-case scenario is we pull the food source, but then we're not ready to engage the dragon. Well, if- we don't pull the food source until we're ready, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we just wait. If, if, here's the thing. This is how we can maybe use those other adventurers as help here. What if we relay this to Belvera, pull the food source with us and the other adventurers camped around the cave entrance? So there's always going to be some available adventurers when the dragon does emerge, and only some of us, including some of the other adventurers, will be asleep should the encounter begin during the night. So we, we, we could have more available heroes on watch if we actually team up with these others. I mean, like, I I understand we want to keep the reward just for ourselves, but I'm also fairly confident that we'll be some of the only adventurers standing at the end of this fight, sad to say. Well, you know, the thought that just just struck me, I was hesitant to team up with another, with other adventurers, because then that would mean splitting the spoils. But what if we work out a deal where we give them the dragon's head, they get to take it back and get the the bounty, and we get the, the treasure. It's a win-win. There you go. We don't have to travel south. They still get their reward. We get the treasure, and we teleport out of here. So we find the single most powerful-looking adventuring party in town. <laughs> we propose the deal to them, and then we make that split. Splitting the reward is possible that way if they can, like, forward us the money. I don't think we even want to wait for them to no, have no, to no, no. He's saying they take the head and go get the reward because that's not what we're about. We want to. We want the cave. They take the, the head. Treasure. We get the cave. But there might not be much cave treasure. That's well. We that's the risk that we took when we came here. We didn't yeah, even know exactly. that there was a reward when we came here. We were relying on there being treasure in the cave. Remember, we came here without any knowledge that the king had posted a, a cash reward. So we're not, I mean, we're not going to go a week out of our way to drop off the head anyway. Here's the thing, though. We we have to take long enough to dredge up the reward from the depth. Well, we have water breathing. We can... Both rewards have some time and labor involved in getting them. Sure. Yeah, like a, a few hours compared to two weeks. We're really <laughs> good at writing up contracts. Aslo, let's put on our thinking caps and let's figure out a good agreement for how to I split the spoils. Yeah, we've already agreement. figured out a good agreement. They take the head and they get the reward that they came for. We get the cave that we came for. You think that they didn't come for the dragon's horde also? Yeah, but if we're working together, then we split the reward. They might not be strong enough to take it on themselves either. So This is like a classic shonen anime right now, right? We've got like four-ish different parties, and we're sizing each other up. And I mean, like, we could take it outside, 
and see how strong <laughs> each of the different groups is. Yes, let's fight each other before we fight the dragon. I was going to say before we should establish uh, some random plot and to turn all the other adventuring parties against each other so they have this huge <laughs> melee and then we're the only ones left standing at the end. I'm not opposed necessarily to going to the capital to turn in the dragon because they might have a lesser teleportation circle. And if the reward is significant enough, we go there, teleport back to the main teleporter, te- take the main teleporter back to the other continent. A, we're pretty sure they don't have a teleportation circle. B, it's two weeks out of our way, which takes another two weeks. So either we do this all ourselves and then we take that two weeks to bring the head back or we team up for the reasons that you were talking about before, about being prepared so that we have enough people to watch 24-7 till the dragon comes out and we split. Yep. I think it's the best of both worlds. It's a win-win-win. Well, we'll see if anybody's going to be privy to those terms. We should write it out, maybe. Yeah, we can do that. And we are pretty convincing. We do have a super powerful bard in our party. That's true. That we do. <laughs> All right. So we kind of, uh, we sort of, we get a lay of the land here. We, we scope out the other parties. We size them up and we see which ones uh, are th- we think are some of the best to team up with. Yeah, I'll approach some random people in the tavern and have them make me a bicep and I'll like, you know, pinch the, the distance and see if I can figure <laughs> out whose muscles are the biggest. All right. Well, being adventurers, they are rather eclectic groups. One of the teams is definitely too green to be thinking about taking on a dragon of beyond a wormling age. They're pretty nervous about the whole idea and trying to plan out exactly what they're going to do. And They actually seem to be possibly looking around for others to team up with. However, the stronger groups seem pretty confident that they can do it themselves and they're not interested in teaming up. Mm. So no one else is. Just the other greeny adventurers. Just the green ones. Mm. Well, if they don't want to team up with us, then we don't need to give them the intel we have, right? True. Like, they might not know it's a poison dragon. I'm not saying this out loud. These are Sean thoughts. Like, they might not know <laughs> about that. They might, they might get themselves killed. They might try to fight the dragon on its own turf. Right. I think we still enact our plan. They may not even know that the dragon is being given food and that we have the power to talk to Belver and have her pull the source. We actually... So he said there's a green party. Do we want to... If there's nobody that's going to team up with us, we need a courier to turn in the dragon skull. Why don't we team up with the green team? The green team could basically just help us extend our watch. And we agree to try not to let them get killed. They'll turn in the dragon skull, and we'll take the treasure. Yeah, I mean, before you even brought up the idea of teaming up with another adventuring party, I was thinking we would just hire some townsfolk to, like, pay them to keep watch for us so that we could sleep. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard true. to just get some random townsfolk to watch and or, like, to be brave enough to watch for the dragon and or turn in the dragon skull. I mean, heck, we could even maybe make this deal so that they have to, like, send us a portion of that money, too. Even if they're that green, if they're that weak and won't be any combat help, we, we could put the terms in such a light. But I'm, I'm fine just letting them take the whole reward, potentially. Yeah, I mean, if they're low level and they're looking to really, like, build a name for themselves and make a start, then what better way than lugging a dragon's head in before the king? I mean, <laughs> doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. I'm going to point out one thing. If you take away the dragon's food supply, I mean, they don't eat constantly, so it's probably going to be a few days. That was my next thought was, is there a sage in this town that we can ask how often a dragon eats? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're a reptile, so they, yeah. You could ask the mayor who's been feeding it. So they typically send a cow throw it into the cave somewhere every three days, but it doesn't always get eaten immediately. And from the past, before they started doing all that, seems like it might eat every, like, three to six days or something. So that means that, you know, there's a good chance of one of the more experienced adventuring parties trying to get in there and take it out before your plan has a chance to work. We'll just be waiting in the bushes in ambush. (laughs) If they die, then they die. If they succeed, then we attack them at their weakest. (laughs) On the way out, with the treasure, by the way. I mean, if the universe has designed some parties to go fight this imaginary dragon and <laughs> they get to it first and they're successful fighting it with without maybe the antitoxin know-how and their water fighting this thing you know what that that's that's fine they can have the reward 
you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. Here's the thing about Dungeons and Dragons. Let me let me, let me teach you guys something. <laughs> like the whole point of being able to like learn and discover and do nature checks on creatures is so that you can formulate a strategy. I understand that the universe might have had a specific way that it wanted us to engage the dragon. That's possible. Also, we took the water breathing amulet that one of those other parties could have used. That's true. <laughs> so we've given them every disadvantage. Yeah, we're, let's. I I I completely agree. Let's stick with our plan. And if someone else goes in before us, then so be it. Good for them. And we'll find another way to make some cash. And if they're successful, then even better. If they're not, then they, they've weakened the dragon, and yeah. then it's our turn. They might pull the dragon for us, actually, earlier right. than we anticipate. That's true, if it comes chasing after them. Either way, the town is saved, and we've you know been had a part in doing something good. All right. Sounds like a plan to me. Do, uh, do we want to go ahead and make those doses of antitox? Yeah. Yeah, you make those doses. We, um, I think we still team up with the Party of Green Adventurers. Yes, we could team up with some uh, villagers, but one, it will get, it'll be hard to get people to leave their daily lives for yeah, like up to a week. Let's just go with the green team. And the green team, um, you know, they will still be of some help in the, in the battle. So I think that's what we do. We'll also inadvertently help them potentially by, you know, allowing them yeah, to help them level up. Make a na- yeah, level up and make a name for themselves. <laughs> and then we uh, we talked to Belvera. We asked when the last time she brought a cow in was, and we have her uh, stop the food, and we tell her that the rest of the cattle now belong to the village of Siltrea. So congratulations, the cattle are yours. All right. So the dragon was last fed two days ago, or at least someone brought a cow over there. Don't know when it ate. All right. Okay. So there's another scheduled delivery tomorrow. So have they been like leaving the cows at the mouth of the cave, or do they bring the, lead them in and just push them down the crevasse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to bring them inside, I think. So they probably bring it up to the top. Of- wow, who's getting paid to do that? We can just make <laughs> money. We can just make money doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> A few of the brave townsfolk that accompanied you to the cave before, probably. Yeah. There you go. All right, so then uh, once the food sources have stopped, we go with the other green party and uh, make camp a good, you know, I don't know how far from the mouth of the cave we want to be. What's the range of uh, the Wand of Web? Is it 120 feet? 60 feet range. 60 feet, okay. Then maybe we make camp about approximately 60 to 80 feet from the mouth of the cave and have a watch posted. Whoever's on watch should be holding the Wand of Web, right? So that can be their first action. Yeah, and, and the reason I brought the web up is we don't know if this dragon is fast or flies, right? Even though it's a water dragon, like, we don't know the full extent of its ability, so we wouldn't want it to, like, oh, great, let's engage the dragon, and then it just zooms over us to the town. Right. <laughs> to the town, Yeah, so yeah. we want to be able to contain it, and that's why I think the web could be effective. It's not a fire drake. Like, web's, web's going to give it some some difficulty at least it's gonna give it's gonna be sticky Mm -hmm. for sure and i think we all keep our potions of our antitoxins handy at all times too right yeah i did deduct the 50 plats and i hand both vials to shaba 50 gold 50 gold yeah sorry uh five plats i hand them both to to shaba and say you might need these all right i will bet on it thank you all right I have rolled to determine how long it takes the dragon to come out without being fed, and how many days until each adventuring party is ready to venture in. <laughs> so all of okay. this is being left up to fate. Nice. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I would also remind you, Tokus, your armband has a one-week duration on its poison invulnerability, so you should probably activate that ahead of time at some point rather than on the day of. Yeah, that's crazy that it lasts a week. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Wow. So use it now. Do it as soon as possible, yeah. You get to spend the next day resting to recover the exhaustion. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So maybe the first night we're there, or I guess guess I'll just do it now, because we're probably going to engage within a week or less, right? By prediction? Yep. And I'll get over my exhaustion the first night that we're there. Exactly. I do so. That's a great thought, universe. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) The armband has three charges. Why don't we each do it? You have to be attuned. You have to attune to it. How long does attunement take? And if you unattune, then any benefit it gives you 
ends. Oh, uh, okay. Right on. It's like they thought of that or something. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like they anticipated that kind of uh, <laughs> abuse. <laughs> so, you are where in relation to the cave entrance? We're about uh, 80 feet away from... Our camp is about 80 feet away from the cave entrance. The person who is keeping watch, we will rotate with the other party um, at all hours of the day, 24-7. That person has the wand of web with them, and they are posted, what, 60 feet from the mouth of the cave, the range of the wand? Or should they be posted, like, in the mouth of the cave so that they can hear the dragon coming? Mm, Probably 60 feet out, just so that they don't get eaten alive before they have a chance to scream. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as long as they're trained on the mouth, doing a good job of watch, I mean, it's tough, but, yeah, hear anything like a dragon coming out, web the entrance. Or do we do we want slash need the element of surprise in this instance, or do we want to just set up lights inside the cave so that they can see the dragon coming and web it a little sooner? The dragon's going to make noise. I can't imagine it would have a silent exit. It's going to be angry sure. and hungry. Like, like a hangry dragon is not silent. Yeah, absolutely. Even if we tried to be stealthy, we might not be able to avoid it. One, because it'll it might realize that its food source is not there before it gets to the mouth of the cave. Yeah. And then, two, it'll probably smell us. Mm-hmm. So then, why don't we just have some form of light or f- light cast or fire or something at night around the mouth of the cave so that the person who's on watch can see it coming? Yeah, I like that. For that matter, why don't we have two people posted on watch at all times? We have two full parties, you know, just another fail-safe, because we're going to have to be yelling and screaming at each other when it comes anyway. Yep, sounds good. So one of us and one of them? Yeah, exactly. One from our party and one from theirs at all times. Okay, so you set up your camp about 80 feet outside of the cave, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. And we wait. (laughs) (laughs) And two full days pass. So Tokus, you have used the armband and recovered from it. I like that. That's good. (laughs) And it is already getting towards evening. It's about 7 o'clock. Tokus is on watch, and you are paired up with Silja, their wizard. Silja. Nice. Okay. She's not super experienced, but she can cast a few spells. You can't really communicate very well with her. I mean, does she sign language to me? What does she do? Is she, like, trying to get my attention? (laughs) No, I'm just saying that she's there. She's the one that you're with. But it's at this point that you feel the ground begin to rumble. Oh, I'm getting hungry, guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that my uh, stomach? Uh, does she have the wand of web or do I have it? I would assume whoever's on watch in your party would have it. Okay. In our party, yeah. Uh, I'm going to run at the cave and I'm going to web the entrance. Nice, nice. I mean, if, if I still have time to do other things, then I'm going to run back to the camp and start yelling and try to wake up as many people as I can. Do I know how to yell, uh, get up, get up, in Merengian, or... Yes, I've taught you that phrase, um, out of my Merengian <laughs> phrase book. For this very book. purpose. Yeah. Actually, it's it's only seven at night, so people probably aren't really asleep Oh, yeah, point. I'm not in bed yet. So everyone else is just kind of resting, but not sleeping, back at camp. You all can feel the vibrations as well. How many members are in their party? There are three. There's a fighter, a wizard, and a thief. Oh, Okay. What are their names? Silja is the wizard, fighter is Sigurstein, and the thief is Graviteris. Whoa, Graviteris. That's an excellent... I want to know more about Graviteris. <laughs> <laughs> what a mysterious fellow. Graviteris is the thief? Yes. Nice. I, I mean, I, I've already headed for the cave and tried to web the entrance. I should web a little deeper in there, too. I mean, I could do that. If there's, if there's time, like, I could fire off a bunch of charges of the web. I mean, like, literally, like, one really deep, one less mm. deep. I mean, it might be correct to empty the wand, because we need time for everybody to get ready. So maybe maybe that little voice from Shaba enters my mind, and I'm like, we're probably not going to use the web for the rest of this fight, so I'm going to blow off as many charges of the web as I think that I can all the way up the tunnel. I mean, I think if I recall from the last, from the fight with the trolls, the tunnel was only 15 feet wide, so you could probably clog that thing up real nice with three charges, like all the way back from where it starts to descend. Maybe we want to save some charges of the web? Yeah, I would go three, if you've got time. 
Sure. I'll try to get off as many as three, maybe even four. And this would probably be something that we had discussed beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, the only reason, we, we don't want to clog up the tunnel necessarily for the combat advantages, although there are some. We want to clog up the tunnel so we have time to get the parties ready. And the, the dragon can, you know, work through that web pretty easily. I'm not worried about that. Or we mm-hmm. can burn it out. It's just to slow it down. So you start blasting webs. Web, sh- web slinging, web shooting. <laughs> web slinging. Web yeah. blasting. Web slinging. Yeah. Uh, you can't see very far into the cave, especially once you start webbing it up, so you're not sure when the dragon might be coming. Everyone else, are you gathering up, spreading out? Where are you moving? I think we spread out in a circle around yeah, it. We're gathering up and spreading out. <laughs> we make the flying V formation. Oh, and we drink our antitoxins. Yes. Hang on, we might actually want to be spread out. Like, just because we don't know of any entrance or exit doesn't mean the dragon doesn't know of any other entrance or exit. And if this thing mm-hmm. is powerful enough, couldn't it make its own exit? If it's real powerful. I mean, I explored that cave pretty thoroughly when I was in there. Yeah, but did you explode that cave pretty thoroughly? <laughs> Well, there's no existing exits. If it really wants to make another exit, then perhaps. That's, yeah, not really something we can do anything about. I mean, you didn't go all the way back to where the dragon actually was. You're in the cave of darkness with the water. Well, we're banking on there only being one entrance and exit. <laughs> if we just doom the town, then oh well. Then the town's full of adventurers, at least. Either way, it's much safer to spread out, for sure. Dragons have breath weapons, so we definitely want to spread out. All right. Yeah, isn't Silja the caster? Yeah, Silja's the caster, and she's with you. All right, I motion for her to move back. Get back! I, I know you don't speak my language, but get away! The dragon's coming! Matter of fact, I think the fighter should be up with Tokus while she moves back. She'll run back, and Sigurdstein takes her place. Now... The first visible sign of trouble, unfortunately, does not come from the mouth of the cave where you're all looking. Uh-oh. Okay. It comes instead over the hill ahead of you where you see a gigantic green dragon burst into the sky. What? Whoa. There was another way out. Yep. Through the, the roof of the cave. Or the back. There's another exit. Well, good thing we didn't use the whole wand of web. Right. Intelligent dragons never leave themselves only one way in and out. For sure. <laughs> How come it was pitch black in the cave then? Well, we don't know that it was a hole in the roof. It might have been way back in the cave and we just were seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like a chimney, then there might not be light. It could have been a passage that he can only get through from underwater. Like he swam into another chamber or something. Mm. Yeah. Well, regardless, the webbing the tunnel didn't work and it's out. And so Tokus quickly is going to use the ring of jump, and I'm going to try to close the distance. Yeah, we need to divert this thing to attack us and not going straight for the town. Yep, exactly. (laughs) All right, everyone roll initiative. All right. Roll for initiative. I still hope that my ring of jump has gone off. (laughs) Guys, you know the other reason to fight this dragon is... This is Dungeons and Dragons, and we have yet to fight an actual dragon, so I think it's about time that we dragon this game. Mm. Stop dragging your feet. Yeah, we really need to drag this game out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shaba's going on a 12, and Stripey's going on an 18. Even with your advantage? Even with my advantage. Man. <laughs> Tokus is going on a non-natty twin. Aslo is also going on a non-natty twin. Wow. Look at you guys in your non-natty twins. Normie twinzo. Do you want to go before me or after me, Aslo? Uh, I can try to go before you because I have some... Lo- well, you have some long-range stuff, too. I mean, I was just going to try to get as close as I can to that thing and then Wand of Web it. Okay. Wait, what's the range on Wand of Web again? 60 feet? 60, but I can get pretty close to it, maybe. I don't know how far away it is, though. Yeah, I would either... Let's let you go first, because you can get closest, and then you can either Wand of Web, or if you're not close enough with that, you can Firebolt it. Tokus, it's your turn, and you first see the dragon appearing almost 200 feet away, plus up in the sky. Yeah, how high up in the sky does it seem to be? At the moment, it's about 20 feet up, on a kind of an upward arc. It's probably going to pass overhead, or at least pretty close, because that's the direction the town's in. All right. Did, uh, Did my ring of jump go off? No, that would be on your turn. Okay. Since it's from a wand, I should be able to activate the ring of jump and then still use the wand of web in theory, right? Yeah. 
Just, I need to jump on top of the cave, or maybe even Misty step to the top of the cave, is my thought. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. You could Misty. I think at this point, even if you can't hit it with an attack, at least try to get its attention. I mean, I just think hitting it with web is more effective than a fireball. I'm trying to see if I could clo- theoretically close the distance. Well, anything that gets its attention is more effective than, if even if it is a fireball, whatever you can get in range to do. Just to give you a picture here, this green dragon, I mean, it looks massive to you. It's not as big as some of you've heard stories of, but it's still, from the front of its head to the tip of its tail, probably a good 80 feet long. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> and it's got, you know, massive wingspan to match. Oh, boy. Erdrazu. 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 Man. <laughs> this thing might be an ancient level dragon, not just an adult dragon. Could be. I don't know. So that, that far away, I think I might have to blow a lot of things that I have to even get there. You could also ready an action instead. Like I said, it does seem like it's going to move towards you. Oh, really? Yeah, which direction is the town? Is it behind us? Yeah. Okay, well, I think even just with the ring of jump, I should be able to get on top of the cave, right? Yeah, I think so. What's, let's see, it triples your jump height, so I forget how high you can jump normally. Um, I think it's, tw- what is it? Three plus strength modifier. Three plus strength modifier? Yeah, so 21 so 21 foot feet, jump. yeah. Yeah, that'll get you to the top. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out... And how would readying, like, a firebolt work, though, if I spend my turn jumping on top of the cave? I can't ready that then, right? Because of how far you are from the entrance, it would take your full movement and action to jump on top? Yeah, I'm wondering here, guys. Okay, maybe maybe I just want to misty step up there and then get ready to take a nice clean shot. When it gets closer. Do I think I'm going to make the shot from in, with the cave in front of me? I can't really tell. Yeah, you do that. You ready an attack for him, and then I should be able to get his attention on my turn. Okay. All right, I'll just ready a fire vial. Without jumping up? I, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, you're saying, you're saying for me to jump up there, it's going to take my action, so... Yeah, the last thing you want to do is to try to, like, dart over there real quickly, not be able to get there, and then have him fly toward us and you'd be separated from the party. Yeah, And having true. used all your fast movement. Right. I think that's still a fine use of my bonus action this turn to activate the ring of jump. And, like, if I have to jump to get the fire volt, I mean, like, I think Tokus is pretty good at gauging distances. He's been fire bolting, like, this whole campaign. So, yeah, if I need to jump and fire vial, so be it. Okay, so you cast jump and... Ready your action. Yeah, ready to ready to fire violet. Aslo? Alright, so I would like even to farther from it. I am even farther. We could certainly try shouting at it. I also have Thunder Wave, which is nice and loud, but I think I would like to save that spell slot and use a little something that I haven't used in a while. And I pull out from my pack my travel gong and I give it a nice loud <laughs> Sweet. Is that your item interaction? Probably item interaction to pull it out, right? Yeah, but to actually set it up and hit it, take your whole action. And take my action, so. Can Aslo play that as part of a bard action that normally require, normally involves mm. playing music? That's true. It is an instrument that I know. I guess if you use it as your material component. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I'd like to do that and uh, cast, uh, well, I could cast Mirror Image. But the other option is I could cast Greater Invisibility, because that's a spell that I have now, by the way, at level 8. So, uh, I think I'll yeah, I think I'll just start with Mirror Image. Okay. Cast that on myself, and... And uh, you bong the gong? Yeah, I bong the gong. Yeah. Mirror the image. What is the travel speed of the sound wave of a gong? Yeah. <laughs> and then I will give uh, Shaba Bardic Inspiration as well. Nice. That's a D8, right? Still? That's a, that's a D to the is 8. Good old D8. And that'll end my turn. Hey, you stupid dragon, come over here. It's also your birthday. That's normally why we bang the gong, right? Oh, and happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday to the ground. (laughs) What? (laughs) I believe that's a... uh, Uh, The Lonely Island, yes. Lonely Island. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Threw it on the ground. Oh, I mean, actually, my bagpipes would be even louder than the gong. Ooh, dude, and more sustained. Yeah. If I had time, I would do that, but, you know, I have to inflate it. <laughs> you just start playing the bagpipes and some random monster just reaches out of the underbrush and snags you and <laughs> pulls you away. All right. 
Uh, Sylja starts casting a spell, but is holding off on actually finishing it. So she's readying a spell. I say, ooh, which spell are you casting? <laughs> she's too busy casting to pay you any attention. All right, making friends. <laughs> she's also like 60 feet away from you, so... Uh, Stripey is probably not doing anything. Correct. Stripey's still choking down the last of the antitoxin. Sigurdstein is readying his bow. Nice. Hey, like the bow, man. Battle Brothers, am I right? <laughs> what do you shoot from that thing? Arrows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what, uh, what kind of arrows you got there? Pretty nice. You make those yourself? I don't. I get mine at the guild. What do you have on the end of those things? Arrowheads? <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> nice. I got some with boxing gloves. They're pretty cool. <laughs> NBD, though. All right. So the dragon begins to swoop over the forest towards you. Holy shnikes, it's coming! <laughs> You can take your ready to actions if you're trying to do something at range. Oh, yeah. Yep, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to take a shot. You didn't get to ready. Oh, I didn't get to ready? Oh, because my initiative was too low? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. This probably is going to hit. How does a uh, how does a 24 do? Mm. 24 is a hit. Nice. Well, that's encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, firebolts hit for a reasonable amount, okay? No, he's just saying armor class-wise, it's oh, good. Okay. A yeah, I'm glad that a 24 If a 24 hits. didn't hit, we may be in serious, serious, more, <laughs> more serious trouble than we already know we are in. Well, I didn't roll very high on my d10s. I rolled a 1 and a 3. Dang it, Tokus. What have I told you about rolling on your d10s? Roll higher. Sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, and Gosh. I don't think that gets any other uh, bonuses to damage, does it now? Nope. I deal four points of fire. All right, well. If that, I, I don't know if it has resistance. <laughs> it's small enough damage that you probably couldn't tell if it did anything or not. So you hit it with fire. <laughs> it does seem like it has noticed your party down here. Like It's awesome. It looked in your general direction as it was flying over, but it's still about 50 feet above you at this point, especially since it's flying over the cave. Sigurdstein misses by quite a lot. And then Silja casts her spell, and you see these golden rope-like strands start to encircle the dragon, but it just completely shatters through them as it mm. flies by. Mm. Hey, that was a really cool spell, Silja. Sorry it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It would have been very useful. And now everyone who's close needs to make a saving throw. Ah, uh, yep. Is it magical? Oh, it's magical, all right. It's um, something to do with its presence, I would wager. It's not magical. So make a wisdom save, and only applies to Tokus at this point. Mm, okay. Shoot. Uh, session in moment, you guys think? Probably. I think so. Yeah. I'm going to try to take this roll with advantage. That would be a 14 and a 5. Is that with modifiers? I think I just get a plus one, right? Unless it's magical in nature. Well, that, that, yeah, I just get a plus one to my wisdom saves from the bracer. Right. Well, 14 is not enough. Oh, oh boy. So, both Tokus and Sigurdstein are frightened by the dragon's mere presence in front of you. Oh, I mean, that's oh, no. totally understandable. This gigantic monster <laughs> erupts and is flying straight at you and you can't help but shake in your boots. Oof. And it had to dash to get over there so it's not actually going to do anything else on its turn. So frightened means just that you can't move closer to the source of your fear and then you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks while, it, you, while you can see it. So you don't have to like run away or anything which is kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah but disadvantage, disadvantage is rough. Everything. Basically, yeah. Tokus does have some stuff that doesn't involve ability checking or attack rolling. That's good. You should concentrate on those things currently. Okay. Shaba, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, Shaba is going to go ahead and fire up a Zephyr Strike. What is the wording on your first shot advantage thing? It's if the target hasn't done anything? Yeah, if the target hasn't acted yet in combat, then. I get advantage. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I guess I go ahead and blow it now, right? With a lightning shot. I mean, anybody opposed to me just taking a lightning shot right now? I, I always think you should lightning shot. I think you should lightning shot three times and you usually only do it twice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go use the Zephyr Strike's advantage to lightning shot. Yep, the time is now. It's too bad you couldn't also mark it. Yeah, well, Zephyr Strike is the advantage giver here. So my first die is a two. And my second die is a natural 20. Whoa! <laughs> the advantage, man. Advantage. I mean, it didn't help me, but advantage. A critical hit with the lightning bolt. Yes, indeed. Nice. All right, so I've got my uh, Zephyr Strike D8 damage plus my regular D8 plus 4 D6 of lightning times 2. And you roll all those dice twice. Twice. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How does so, it feel? feels amazing. That's going to be 24 for the first set of dice. Do I need to differentiate lightning damage from... No. Okay. 24 plus... Oh, nice. Wow, high rolls there. 54 damage total. Wow. That's a healthy attack. It's a nice little chunk of Rooney. <laughs> Solid. My walking speed has increased by 30 feet until the end of the turn, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, move back like toward the center of the arc but keeping my distance from the dragon. Okay. And that ends my turn. Graviteris. He takes out his short bow, which is all he's got on him, and takes a shot and hits for something. All right. Doesn't seem particularly effective, but, you know, it's <laughs> more than nothing. Nice hit, dude. And we're back to Tokus. Oh, man, I don't know what to do here, guys. Uh, what do you have? What are your options that don't involve attack rolls? Lighting lure and a new spell that I learned. Oh, but the new spell new I learned spell. is not effective. Uh, so it's not an option even then. It's not an option yet. Do you think lightning lure is worth pursuing? I can't get close enough. I'm frightened. Uh, I'm scared, Shaba. I can't get closer to the dragon. <laughs> so the dragon is 50 feet in the air above the ground? Yeah. Well... Technically, it's 20 feet up since it's still above the cave, or 30 feet up above the cave, but the cave is also 20 feet above you. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, Pythagorean theorem, is this thing in range of web? I guess it wouldn't be, right? 60 feet range? No, it's not in range. No. You'd have to be almost under it. You'd have to be like close to the mouth of the cave. So he's like hovering above... Well, he's currently like diving, right? He's soaring. He's not actually stopped. He's flying forward. He doesn't look like he's stopping. So how high above the cave will he be as he comes closer? So he's, he's gliding in for a landing. In or for a, for a breath spray. He's either going to land right in the middle of us or he's going to fl- do a flyover and strafe us with his breath weapon. There's really not much I can do. I could ready... A lightning lure. I could shoot him with another fire vial. It's going to have disadvantage, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't have anything defensive that's like uh, a buff type deal, right? No. Nope. You have like shield. And- we we decided against that spell, Jay, if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's okay. By the way, if you guys want to learn how we did decide to level up, you got to check out our bonus content. You can get to that bonus content through www.patreon.com slash damage guild. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the, the bonus episode in which we level up from level 7 to 8 will be posted shortly after this episode comes out. So go check it out. Got lots of other great stuff on there, too. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess my best option is to ready a web. It's 60-foot it's range. It doesn't involve me making a check. I know that web is not that effective, though, when you just shoot it into the air. Right. If, we, if webs aren't anchored or layered, the web collapses on itself and the spell will end at the start of my next turn. But I don't care because of how it affects flyers, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be have advantage on anything else you do, it's worth a try to see if you can disrupt his flight in some way. I don't know if this actually matters. I'm looking at it. I think the restrained status doesn't happen until... Well, that would be on the dragon's turn. If it fails its saving throw, it would become restrained and thereby lose its ability to move and fall to the earth. But it has to fail the check. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is perhaps unlikely. I I don't think lightning lore is going to work. I don't think it's going to come that close to me, 15 feet. Right? Yeah. So I should just oh, try yeah. to... I'll ready a web. We have charges left on it. You'll re- ready the web? It's not close enough to me yet. I mean, you could move up. He can't like, move closer. Because of fear. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I'm so scared. That's Shama. right. You're too scared, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, so you ready a web? I'm going to ready, ready a web charge, and then I'm done. 
Okay, you do get to make another saving throw. Wisdom save. Yeah, I'm going to try to do that. That's at the end of his turn? Yes. Yeah, I rolled a six. That's a seven. (laughs) Seven is no. You're still scared. I'm so scared. Aslo. All right, so I have an ability that I've never used before that might actually be really handy here. Is this an ability you just got leveling up or just one that's been sitting in the hopper? This one's just been sitting in the tank. Wow. Just kind of uh, grilling. Like rolling a, around in there? Just Yeah, just uh, just smoking slowly over the fire. Stewing. It gives friendly creatures within range advantage on saves against being frightened or charmed. Holy crap. Just pretty awesome. Is this that random thing that you get just leveling up as a bard that we've never used yeah. in the whole show? <laughs> <laughs> it's called counter charm. Counter charm. Got a range of 30 feet, so it's sort of a smaller range in this case. Thank you. Um... It costs an action, and it only lasts until the end of my next turn. But you can keep on using it as much as you want, right? Yeah, I can keep doing it. It just will keep costing my action. My first question was, does he get to keep making saves? And that was a yes. Next question is, does the dragon just continually cause this fear effect throughout the whole battle? Because if so, I don't want to just sit there and use this ability every turn. That's a good question. I think the presence type of ability is just an aura that as soon as you get close enough, you have to make the save. I don't think it's like something that has to recharge. I don't know. That's like definitely metagaming, but I honestly have no idea. (laughs) But I would assume that once you save against it once, you don't like... Oh, yeah, yeah, like in terms of like each person saving against it, but I think like as it moves around, like anybody who falls within that zone is going to have to start making saves. Okay. So your ability doesn't affect anybody who's already frightened or making saves against it. would. Um, you and any, any friendly creatures within range who can hear you have advantage on saves against being frightened or charmed. So oh, it nice. should help Dokus too. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to move closer to me, you're going to need to take the fear check. So maybe this is a good use of your turn if you're planning to also succeed on your fear check. Yeah. I was kind of planning to just lob stuff at it from a distance, but this might be really helpful to the team. Yeah, what if you moved between me and Stripes? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Move up between the two of you and at least give the two of you the advantage and myself. Because we need you back in the fight, Tokus. We don't want you to keep having disadvantage. For sure. What's your normal move? 25 25. feet. You could probably get to us. Uh, Yeah, I think I'd be able to to cover both of you. I think so. Yeah. Alright, so you got Stripey and Tokus. Nice. All right. Yeah. So you get in between Stripey and Tokus and start counter charming them. Yeah. I start playing a song on the the Mechalola, and the sound waves just <laughs> flow out for me and <laughs> cast all fears aside as I run up uh, in between Stripey and Tokus. Gnarly, dude. Yeah. I start. I start. Just start wailing. Wait. This isn't. Uh, this is only your action. It's not your bonus action. It is only my action. For that matter, I'd like to give Tokus some bardic inspiration. Thanks, man. No. I feel I feel like double barded here, like encouraged yeah. in multiple ways. And that will end my turn. Always nice to feel encouraged in multiple ways. Tokus, I hope you feel encouraged. I'm I'm digging it. I'm 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 liking this new you. You know, you used to be afraid to play music, and now you're fighting afraid with music. Yeah, that's true. I'm fighting fear with fear. You've come full circle, my friend. I'm still pretty afraid. Don't halflings get some sort of benefit against fear just for being halfling? Um, you know, I do. Um, I totally remembered that on my own. Brave is the name of the thingamajig. Plucky. There's one thing we know about Aslo is he's got pluck. So you already have advantages on saves against fear. Yeah, brave. You already. Yeah, that's true. I have advantage on saves against being frightened. So you know all those like that like list of abilities that you get when you're like a non-human and you always forget about. That's one of those. It's kind of like that, sort of. Okay, Stripey. Stripey's gonna actually move up. You should have given Stripey the ring of jump. I know, right? Next to Graviturus. Outside of my aura? Does that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want him to stay in the range of Brian, right? In Brian's range. Yeah, you don't want to move him too far away from Brian while he's counter-charming. Yes. All right, Stripey's just gonna move, and he'll... He'll ready an attack just, you know, on the off chance that the dragon lands right in front of him. Sigurstein... Makes an attack with his bow and hits despite the disadvantage from Veer. Nice. Look at that guy go. Fellow archer. I'm really afraid for our friends. They're just going to get wiped out by the breath weapon. (laughs) I'm really afraid for us. Yeah. Let alone them. (laughs) 
I'm not as afraid for us. We we leveled up, Aslo. Or wait, wait, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm still really scared. I don't <laughs> yeah, know about us. Really, you seem frightened, Tokus. I didn't know dragons could be this big. It's okay, guys. We have resistance to poison. We're going to be fine. Do we? Did you guys drink them? Oh, we drinked them. We did Stripey drink his? Consider them drinked. Stripey drinked his, too. What, what, what about you, Aslo? Did you, did you drink your... I chugged it, the whole thing. How did it taste? I didn't get to drink one. It was vile. It was nasty. Kind of like dirt mixed with acid, I would say. <laughs> mixed with, like, stripey. Why was that flavor in there? Like, the, imagine how stripey smells. Distill <laughs> that into a liquid, and that's what it tastes <laughs> it's like. It's like how stripey's fur smells after a good rainstorm. <laughs> Just wet. Musty. Did anybody besides me have a readied action? Because Stripey has a readied action if the dragon comes within striking distance. It flies overhead, bypasses Tokus and Sigurstein, and breathes down this noxious green gas that floods the whole area, Ooh. expanding all around and hitting Tokus, Sigurstein, Aslo, and Stripey. Oh my. <laughs> 